Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the science of medicine with the reality of parenting. On this week's episode, I talked about actions that we can take as parents to improve the health of all kids in our community. I talked with Dr. Nancy Graff from the University of California at San Diego, who has spent much of her career working with and advocating for foster youth. We talked about the staggering statistics of how foster kids do when they age out of foster care. And here is more of the story. Foster care is hard. Our best bet for supporting these kids is to not have them removed from their homes. So if there's a way we can do that, to put intensive wraparound services so they can stay in their homes and support that family, that's gonna probably have the best outcome. If they have to be removed from their home, then trying to get them into a stable foster environment that they're not moving around from is great. A lot of times that happens by putting them with a relative, but those relatives need a lot of support so that they can navigate their way and need some financial support. So that's really important. and just trying to get them either reunited with family into a stable foster home or adopted so they don't age out of foster care. That's pretty much the worst outcome is when they age out of foster care. So they grow up, they turn 18, they're not with their family or some other relative, and they have very poor outcomes. So all of a sudden you're an 18-year-old and you're an adult and you're responsible for yourself. Is that what happens? That's what we used to do. So you were kind of like, goodbye and good luck. We know a lot of what works and a lot of states have done a better job of trying to support youth as they age out of foster care. Um, So there's federal program that provides money to states. I think it's Fostering Connections for Success. And it provides money to keep kids technically in foster care till the age of 21, although they're not living in a foster home. So it provides money for things that we know work. Providing transitional stable housing for when they get out of foster care, probably for the first two or three years. Providing mentoring, having one adult in your life who's stable and who cares about you and you can turn to is a huge issue. Getting your high school diploma before you graduate from foster care is very helpful. And having introduction to independent living skills is also very helpful. So there are programs that teach you how to do things. So I grew up in a family with two parents, and I know that's not always the norm. I had parents who taught me how to drive a car, 
who took me to get a driver's license, who helped me up my first bank account, taught me how to balance a checkbook. I went grocery shopping with them, so I knew how to buy food. Some of it sounds kind of funny because some of it, they weren't actually sitting there teaching me. It was stuff you kind of assimilate, going grocery shopping, learning how to take public transit, things like that. If they have somebody who really teaches them the skills before they graduate from foster care, it's critically important for them. Substance abuse is a big issue. Most of the kids who end up in foster care have parents with substance abuse problems. So intervening before it gets to that point, and if it does get to that point, putting them in drug treatment and having access to drug treatment programs is a big one. There are also programs that help at-risk parents that have been well-researched and proven with good track records where you hook up parents during pregnancy, hopefully before their third trimester, with either trained nurses or trained paraprofessionals who do home visitation with that pregnant mother and up through two or three years of age. So they go to their home once a week or every other week. They make sure they get to their prenatal appointments. They help them with healthy eating. They help them with other issues they might have in their neighborhood. They teach them about what to expect from a baby. How do you deal with a baby who's crying? How do you get supported with breastfeeding? What are the expectations of when a child can really understand what you're telling them so that they really know what no means and they're not just doing the same thing over to push your buttons. They're doing the same thing over and over again because they don't understand. And getting those people in to change expectations and to change the knowledge base that they have. And those programs are very successful when they look at them long-term. They have a much lower incidence of child abuse and neglect Kids are much less likely to be involved in juvenile justice systems, and they're more likely to graduate from high school. So investing in programs like that hopefully keeps kids out of foster care. For kids who age out of foster care and aren't connected with what we call a forever family, they face challenges that other 18-year-olds don't have to face. For example, health insurance usually ends when they turn 18, and then they suddenly have to pay rent and do all the stuff that we call adulting. There were a number of legislative bills proposed in the past year that were related to this. If we allow these youth to have extensions on their health insurance up to age 21 or provide housing support when they transition to caring for themselves, these are just a few changes that could be made to help these kids out. So until as a society, we can improve the conditions that lead to a child remaining in foster care, we can at least advocate to support these kids. Thank you to Dr. Nancy Graff for sharing her experience and for her dedication to these kids who don't always have an adult in their lives. If you're interested in a compelling fiction story about a girl who ages out of foster care, check out the book Language of Flowers by Vanessa Diffenbaugh. For more on what you can do to help, be sure to go back and listen to episode 16. For more from the pediatrician next door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the weird things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.